When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. My Seven Chakras, episode 372. The Seven Chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body, from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, Action Tribe? AJ here, host and founder of My 7 Chakras, my7chakras.com, the show where we help you experience more healing, more awakening, and of course, more abundance in all its forms. In today's episode, we talk about some really important and powerful and amazing topics, including yoga, pranayama, travel, healing, living a life of purpose, and balance. And uh, so if you're interested in any of these topics or all, then make sure that you listen till the very end, because I've got a special guest that I want to introduce to you whose name is Mikhail Biker. Mikhail is the founder of the Life Awareness Project Lab, and he has practiced and studied mind training and meditation since the age of 14 and studied Qigong and yoga since having to recover from a severe car accident that happened in the year 2001. By the powerful methods of Qigong and yoga and the grace of God, he was able to recover from injuries of which medical professionals considered he would probably not heal. And since then, his life is dedicated to helping others learn these wonderful techniques, techniques that will not only give you health, focus and strength, but also makes us realize what we truly are and what is our calling and what is the essence of life. So, Mikhail, really great to have you on the show. Thanks a lot for joining me. Thank you for for having me. Thank you for having me. Beautiful. Great, great. So we usually start our show with an inspirational quote. Uh, So is there a quote that's sort of on your mind right now? And how do you apply it in your day-to-day life? Uh, well, I, what I find, uh, especially lately, very, very inspiring is, is the quote um, that you cannot drive darkness out of the world by fighting 
darkness, but by, by shining light. And I think especially, uh, it's, it's always has been uh, like that. But um, I think especially now it's, it's very easy to become a little bit negative and feel you have to resist uh, things in, in life and, and fight against uh, uh, things or a system or a disease. Or, uh, it's, I think, most importantly for human beings as an individual, uh, what you can do and the power that you have is to start to really shine the, the light of awareness, consciousness, life, God, however one wants to call it, within so that you can start to become a positive vibe in your surroundings, for your family, for, for, for this whole world to, to add something to life instead of just complaining and fighting and this and that, to become a, a shining spirit. Because that's, in essence, what we all are. Wonderful. I love that first thought that you shared. We can't fight darkness or darkness. We have to use a different strategy over here. <laughs> because otherwise, it's going to be very stressful, very anxiety-driving, and uh, not useful. And so what we need to do, like you've alluded to, is use these different practices, these techniques, these ways of thinking that will allow you to illuminate the light that is already within you, but shine it in the right areas so that first you heal and then maybe facilitate the healing of people around you, as well as collectively in the world, which is, I think, a good place to begin with. But let's start from the beginning, Mikhail. How did it all begin for you? Like, where did you grow up as a child? Uh, I, I grew up in, in the Netherlands, and uh, I was raised in a, in a Christian family, and I uh, got a lot of beautiful values in, in my, in my uh, life, in my raising uh, as an upbringing. And um, yeah, especially a lot of, of what... what uh, uh, the teachings of Jesus that you have to be uh, loving and kind and forgiving and all these qualities uh, I, I always found very inspiring. Uh, later on, I, I went a little bit on my own path, uh, not uh, very much the Christianity, not the, but still I find very beautiful uh, everything that Jesus said, everything spot on. Um, mm. But then I went more on my own path and, and I got more, uh, I found it interesting how without theory, how without reading certain stories or a theory about what God is or what life is, without theory, how to experience directly the, the truth, the essence of this reality. Um, mm. Because a story, it can help or, or uh, an idea, but it's, it's with the mind, if you know what I mean. But experiencing it and feeling it is, is above the mind. It, you do it with, with the heart, if you know what I mean. So mm. then I got more into meditation and into in stillness, experiencing life, experiencing God, this universe, this reality, this creation, um, and, and finding that reality uh, is a different experience for everybody. But in essence, it can only be experienced and not really be told. Mm. Wonderful. Thanks a lot for sharing. You know, so many things based on what you've shared so far, you have made a differentiation between theory and what you can read in a book versus what you can experience. So the difference between objective knowledge and subjective knowledge, when you bring your own awareness, your own understanding to that experience, which is so profound, uh, we might read the same thing, but a lot of times we might come to a different interpretation based on our own experience, our own mindset, our own lens of living seeing things in life, which is wonderful because everyone's every, every is everyone's uh, feedback or everyone's voice in a way is, is valuable. Uh, so my question is, you know, you mentioned that you were raised in a Christian household. 
And then somewhere down the line, you sort of went in a new direction. What made you sort of go on that quest? Where were you? What was happening? And then what made you say, you know what? I want to I want to find something more. I want to find something different. How mm-hmm. did that happen? I, I think, uh, yeah, just starting to question, <laughs> question a lot. Like, uh, why? Uh, mm-hmm. like, like, for instance, in, in, in a lot of things in, in the Bible, it, it's taught that... Um, you have free choice, but if you make the wrong choice, you go to hell forever right. and ever, and you won't come out. <laughs> or unless you, uh, well, these kind of things. So then I thought, like, that doesn't really make sense. And there were some more things that I thought, like, that doesn't really make sense. Um, on the one hand, explaining about uh, you have to love one another, and that's the quality of, of God. But on the other hand, uh, different tribes, it's okay to kill uh, whole tribes uh, that are are different and not believing in God, things like that. So then I start to think like, well, if I find that I don't really agree with these things, what is it that I think uh, myself? So I went to see in, in different types of religion, uh, even in uh, reading the Quran, even reading Buddhism. Uh, and, and, and But then I found more and more, it's not about the theory. The theory is... Um, not it, it can help like i said on the path but the important thing is to to start to experience it and that was through sitting in stillness in meditation learning to observe your own mind uh, instead of having a theory about the reality how, what am i actually feeling what am i actually seeing why am i seeing the things as i see uh, so more into that and then mm. this was when i was about 14 uh, started getting into these things more uh, and like you mentioned before, I, I had a very uh, strong car accident when I was about uh, 18 and, and, and uh, I had a lot of injuries. Uh, some of them, uh, the doctors said I, I would maybe not heal. My right side was, arm was paralyzed, and these kind of things. Um, and then seeing also that the power of, of the mind and creating gratitude and, and thankfulness and flowing with life and accepting what life offers you and gives you, uh, if you learn to flow with it, then you can grow with it. And um, yeah, then, then I started more and more seeing that layer of the deeper layer of, of reality that you can connect with. And from then on, this journey kept on, kept on going. It's mm. very fascinating that you uh, went on this quest for experiencing different aspects of what it means to be alive and then also questioning, you know, the questions that a lot of us ask when we embark on a spiritual path or a spiritual journey. But like you've mentioned, you've been practicing meditation uh, since you were a teenager, right? So how did you discover meditation, that there's a practice like this that exists? Was it like you read a book or somebody told you, you had an interaction? I mean, the initial seed, where was that seed? (laughs) Uh, Well, of course, you have, have in, in, in Christianity, in traditional Christianity, like if you go way back, this, this was also uh, prayer. Prayer was also a form of meditation. I think nowadays prayer is seen as just talking and not mm. listening, if you know what I mean. But learning right. to, to, to in silence listen and, and observe. Uh, getting in connection with, uh, with meditation in that way for one part. But on the other part, uh, yes, sometimes I would just sit somewhere and then I would just become still and, for instance, look at a tree or clouds or whatever there was and just right. thinking, what is actually happening right here, right now? What, what, right. what am I seeing? So, yeah. um, in a way, meditation is pure 
observing is pure consciousness, pure just that observing part of of, of our uh, our being. And mm-hmm. the more I did that, the more I started to get in connection with that tail, if you wanna wanna call it like that, of becoming able to instead of doing something, thinking something, uh, wanting to change something, just watch what is actually happening and watch life unfold in front and within yourself. So, Thanks, yeah. Lord. Yeah. Yeah, as you shared it, I sort of was taken back into my own life where as a kid, I used to do a lot of daydreaming. And sometimes I was maybe scolded by my teachers as well, but I used to find it very effortless to Mm -hmm. daydream and look out in the ocean or maybe at the trees and not live life in terms of the reality or the limitations that are around us, but just daydream. Uh, and I used to do a lot of sketching also of, you know, these different cartoon characters of heroes, you know, things like that. But it's such an important practice, right? To just daydream. Definitely. <laughs> and, and like, like you said, I, I had the same as you also always sketching in when yeah. I was in the class instead <laughs> yeah. of really listening. I, I could listen better also to the teacher. I was always, the books were full of sketches and, and yeah things and flowers or, or cartoon things. And I think this is a, a skill that we naturally have that mm. almost every child has. But unfortunately, and this is something I, it's also a bit my mission to try to, to inspire the way we raise children is to teach that quality more, to, to, to right. help children uh, to see it as a good quality. Not like, no, you should listen to the teacher and stop uh, scribbling in your book or don't daydream, you're just watching outside doing nothing. No, this is a beautiful quality as a human being. Because like that, we both learn to create from a deeper level without thinking, without mind, just making mm. fribbles. And like that, we can flow also in later parts yeah. of life uh, with creating parts of our life. But also learning to observe and just watch like you, like you did, watch the birds or watch a tree or daydream uh, just just observing it, you know. So this is a great quality that unfortunately in the way we teach our children now is something not seen as a quality, but as a misfunction or something. Interesting, interesting. Now, another thing that I think is common between both of us is the fact that we've both had accidents of some form. So maybe if you could tell us a bit about the accident that you experienced, because I think that's a pivotal moment in your sort of evolution and healing yourself. So maybe if you can take us back to that the day of the accident, what was happening in your life? Uh, this was, I was in Australia. I was uh, 18 years old. I just turned 18. I yeah. wanted to go travel and, and I uh, waited. Uh, I, my parents didn't let me go when I was 17. So I waited till I was 18. And the, yeah. the, almost the day I turned 18, I went there. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I uh, bought uh, a car with two friends, like a really old Chevy car. And we were just flowing every day mm. with the things that came on our path. And we, it was lovely. And then um, I wasn't driving myself and everybody survived, thank God. But um, we were driving on the wrong side of the road, probably, oh. because I don't really remember anything yeah. of it. And uh, we crashed straight into another car with about um, yeah, 60 miles an hour or something. Uh, uh, both, uh, both cars crashing straight into each other. And um, yeah, then I was brought to, uh, uh, with the helicopter and, and, and to the hospital and... I don't, I just woke up and my brother and mother were there. But I remember waking up with the kind of feeling of, of gratitude, even though if I mm. had things on my body and, and it was, uh, uh, my spine uh, was broken onto uh, places, wow. uh, uh, disc, and um, uh, even though if I couldn't really move, I felt this deep sense of, 
of gratefulness mm. to still be alive to yeah. uh, not a moment thinking like ah why did it happen to me or or why uh, this arm is maybe not never gonna move good uh, and i'm very grateful for that that they got it it, it all um slowly uh, got better and better but yeah. i felt this as a as a, a gift to experience life on a deeper level to feel what it is to almost lose, lose life and to see the the quality and then the the the, uh, the richness of, of just being alive the uh, gratitude right i think that's a very uh vulnerable story to share because obviously that was a hard phase in your life like i myself have gone through a road accident when I was on my motorbike, somewhat in the similar age. I was maybe 18 or 19, but I was on the way to my college. And that was one day when I did not wear my helmet, probably because I was in a hurry or something like that. But uh, at the cross section, there was this car that came from the side and, uh, you know, well, it was a collision. I went hurling. I was, I remember being in flight. <laughs> and mm. then the next thing I remember is that I, I'm in the hospital my mom is on my side and uh, it was, I had multiple emotions. So one side, I was like, I don't know what's happened to my body because how many stitches, what happened, you know, physically to my body. But then on the other side, also, I realized that I could have died and this could have completely ended. But for some reason, somewhere out there, something out there decided that it was not my time yet. And in a way that uh, started on my part of uncovering ways that I could let go of this emotional trauma that might have been collected because I did not cry. I did not process those emotions. And just like a man, I pretended as if everything was normal. And so what you share is very, I think, important because a lot of people through some form of or other, they have gone through traumatic experiences and are looking for ways or practices that will help them heal or let go or process those you know tough times so talk mm. to us about how did you discover qigong and yoga were they two separate incidences or did you discover them together at the same place um no but when i was a, a bit younger i think around uh, 16 or something uh, i had a friend and when we would go surfing he did uh, some sun salutations and, mm. and uh, about 15 or something and then i i got more and more uh, interested in in those things and um i got books from the library and these kind of things uh and then i started uh, more in a way of just stretching and these kind of things like in the west a lot is, is yoga being used just to get <laughs> flexible and, and healthy and strong uh and then realizing more and more doing it um that there was a a, a deeper level to it also it helps you in uh yeah in every part of life and, and meditation practice also and then um, I got more into Qigong also. Uh, and this was, it started kind of when, when I was traveling a bit in, in Germany, when I was about 18 or something or 17. And there were people doing Falun Dafa, Falun Gong. It's a yeah. type of Qigong. Uh, you're, maybe you're familiar with that. Um, and I started doing that a lot. And I, I saw very beautiful uh, results in my life and, and, and got very deep into it. And then I started discovering more different types of uh, Qigong as well and started to implement it more in my life. And uh, yeah, it's almost like, as, as in yoga, like playing a musical instrument. Mm. Uh, you're never, never that you say, oh, now I know enough. Now I, it's always <laughs> new things to discover, new things to learn. And yeah. um, I, I keep being uh, uh, in my practice, being 
inspired and I keep uh, discovering new levels kind of, of, of what you can do uh, with mind and body and energy and consciousness and these kind of things. Yeah. Mm. That's so beautiful. And it makes me question um, the people that come into our lives, are they just random or is there like a level of synchronicity in all of this where you at some point planted the seed that then manifested because Falun Dafa was something that came into my life as well when I was on oh, campus. Beautiful. Yeah, at UBC, I was just, I, I was in a point of life where I was looking for something that will help me heal. And I had heard about Qigong some time back and on TV, on YouTube maybe. But in one of the bulletin boards, yeah, there was Falun Dafa, you know, heal yourself, experience oneness. And there was like a workshop that was going to happen the next Friday or something like that. And so I called them, I connected with them. I found the, the volunteers to be really kind and very nice. And uh, it was simple. So that definitely was pivotal in my own experience of discovering how healing, how wonderful and how beautiful Qigong can be, not just as a practice, but as a philosophy of life as well. So it's interesting. It seems like beautiful. you've had many in similar seems, experiences. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It's like a, a parallel universe. We're living in different bodies, but uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The, same, the same experiences. No, for sure. Yeah. But to, to answer your question uh, to, about the synchronicity and, and these kind of things, well, yeah. <clears throat> um, I, I definitely uh, believe that, that with your, what you pick up out of your reality, um, mm. uh, when you are living in, in line with what you truly feel is good in life and want in life, you very easily pick up all the things that are in harmony, um, uh, or like, almost like a magnet, are in harmony with what you feel is, is the right thing to do. And mm. in that way, all these things seem to come on your path, uh, especially when you're feeling you are living in line with, with, with life and you're, you're, you're having uh, a pure heart and open, joyful being, then everything seems to be flowing. Uh, yeah. And it feels like if you're feeling you're struggling and the heart is closed and you're having stuck emotion in it, and you're trying this and trying it, but it's not really working. Uh, right. This guy, and, and, and this is what I what I try to 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 teach also how to how to clear the heart, how to clear the mind, so that you can start mm. to flow with life. Because I definitely believe um, there are on a very subtle level of this reality that we cannot see more subtle than than mind, more subtle than emotion, more subtle than than energy. Um, things that attract and and uh, push push away each other and. Um, in a way, you are, for a great part, not only creating how you are experiencing your life, but also what you attract to you on that very subtle, fine level. And mm. um, you've probably experienced that yourself as well. And I, I, I truly believe that this is something you can become very good at, that you, right. can, um, you can train. And this is uh, on a deeper level, an unseen reality of our human being experience. That's the greatest power that we actually have, that in a way to uh, not only observe, but also also create uh, mm. the circumstances and reality. And sometimes you cannot yeah. create, and, and things come on your path that life gives you, like here is some, mm. is some car accident, or here is a this, or here is that. But <laughs> if you can flow with that, it yeah. can help you grow into, into a more spiritual, a more profound soul. Wonderful. So what I'm getting is, uh, we're having all these experiences all around us. Where we focus on or where we throw our awareness determines the type of opportunities that are presented. Most of the times, the things that keep us blindsided 
is the fact that maybe the prana is not flowing properly through our body or there are certain blockages within, not outside. That's not the mm-hmm. cause. It's inside. But if you're using these practices that allow our prana and our meridians to allow the energy to flow clearly and properly, then no matter what happens in our life, whether we have that accident or we have a breakup in a relationship or we lose an opportunity, we're always making empowering and powerful meanings of the story. And we're telling better stories of the thing that happened in our own life. So I think that's really, really useful for somebody who might be going through a difficult situation right now. And they're wondering, how can I tell a better story out of what, ha- what has happened you know, in my own life? So definitely, Michele, definitely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to, to add something to this. It's, it's like um, our, our, our life, uh, everything you give attention to will grow in a way, yeah. right? So if you get stuck in uh, negative uh, uh, thinking or, or thinking bad about something that happened in the past or bad about worry about the future, you're creating all these neural pathways in your brain that, that you constantly fire up, fire up, that your brain right. almost becomes wired of seeing so much negativity. And mm. um, you can wire your brain and, and your, your prana system and your energy system, your nervous system uh, uh, in a way that you 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 first of all start to experience more the deeper level of life and, and, and yeah. the beauty that comes to you in life, but also learning to flow with the things that you don't like so much and seeing that there is, there is will some, come something out of it that helps you grow if you can mm. flow with it. So if yeah. you would see it as, as a garden um, with everything you give attention to, sometimes in life uh, you need fertilizer and, and, and uh, excuse my, my language, but the shit is, is the fertilizer. <laughs> I, I like gardening. It's the yeah, fertilizer yeah. that you need. I, yeah. I go get uh, horse dung and these kind of things uh, to, to put in the garden. And mm. so sometimes life gives you uh, some bad experience or, or, or shit, but it's to help you grow. Mm. If you can flow with it and if you can just let it sink into the earth that yeah. you into your life and then beautiful flowers can grow out of it. But if you keep fighting it and resisting it, you just keep getting it over you. <laughs> And it doesn't doesn't add something to your life. So I love the imagery over there. And uh, so my question is, as we're talking about the beauty, about these practices and the importance of telling the right story based on what you've experienced, uh, you had the accident, right? And for somebody who's new to meditation or yoga, they might say, okay, great. Yoga helps me with reducing stress and Qigong does too. But what gave you the confidence to say that yoga and Qigong will help me heal from the accident, because it was a very serious accident, right? Like your your back was sort of damaged in a certain way. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what sort of gave you the confidence that, you know, these practices, along with the guidance from God, like you mentioned, will help you heal? So did you did you, did you consult with somebody or what, what was happening over there? Not, not really. Uh, um, and maybe you had the same, but I always like to, to just try things myself. Mm. Try this, try that. So I just mm. started... Uh, trying things and see oh, this doesn't work uh, that doesn't also work. and then maybe one out of five times i thought hey something is happening now i keep that and i right. so i i recognize that in um yes some of the practices that i was doing especially with with uh, yoga and qigong i felt yeah. balance returning in, in, especially with the nerve damage i had in, in my arm and back problems right. it's it's rebalancing everything again uh, getting the strength on a physical level back, but also what signals is your brain sending into your body? Is it yeah. sending a signal like, okay, 
you can heal, you can harmonize, it's so good. Or is it sending a signal, ah, that's that problem there. It's a stupid, uh, let's <laughs> say, a back that is always stiff. I don't yep. like it. And then you create more stiffness. So mm. in a way, I, I got, uh, you, you see all these wonderful images of, of these rishis uh, in the Himalayas that, that are uh, in a way very fit, but their eyes are sparking with light. And, and I saw on a young age these images too, and then I was actually like, hey, something is, uh, <laughs> something <laughs> is up with these people. They, they, they are doing something very right. And this was when I was about uh, 12 or something when I saw these images in, in a book. Uh, and I always had this in my back of my mind that, that they are, they are on, on, a, on a very interesting, good path. And that mm -hmm. gave me the confidence maybe also in later age to, to, to go with it, and to uh, understand that, hey, that's, that's, there's a cure on a deeper level of our being and not yeah. just being dependent on medicine and all these things. Very true. I mean, when you look at these people and you hear these stories of yogis and Taoists, not only do you see that their skin is glowing in many cases, their eyes are bright, there's a sense of spark that is within them, that is timeless. Many of them live till 110, 120. And most importantly, there's a sense of joy that is within. They don't take life too seriously. They're always laughing mm. and making jokes in a positive way, obviously not making fun of people. But there's a sense of optimism and, and, and life within them. Uh, and people who are listening to the show, some might be aware of yoga and are learning about Qigong, whereas some people might be aware of Qigong and are now learning about the different aspects of yoga. But what do you find unique about Qigong and why do you feel it complements a yoga practice so well? Um, yoga has as many beautiful aspects of it. Uh, as, as most of you will know, it's, it's not just uh, movements, but it's uh, asanas, but it's also meditation and breath work and concentration meditation. Um, but first, I was just focused very much on the asana practice, the, the, the opening and the stretching and the postures, these kind of things. And I felt like, ah, I really enjoy this. I like it. But sometimes it's with a little bit of, I wouldn't say force, but a lot of right. effort. You have to <clears throat> keep a pose for a bit longer period of time and make the breathing uh, calm. Yep. That would be effortful or, or a stretch or staying long periods of time and stretches, which has beautiful benefits don't get me wrong in a way i felt that when i have opened up my body with these asanas of yoga i felt like ah it's so nice to now just move without mm. effort and i felt like ah, well, you did uh, falun, uh, falun gong um, and i felt in, in qigong you can move so effortlessly it's like you've just been preparing your whole body opening everything up and then mm. you can move that body of energy without any effort uh, in a very fluid way and then yeah. making movement itself like a meditation. Uh, so it, I feel it really complements each other in, in that way, that uh, in a way, Qigong is completely effortless. It doesn't cost much power, not much energy, but you flow nicely, opening up gently mind and body. Absolutely. And I think Qigong brings something new to our society, where the society is conventionally telling you to you know, hustle and fight against the wave. Qigong is like, hey, you know what? You can do that, but you're going to have a lot of stress and anxiety. What if you learn how the wave is and how powerful the wave is, and then you channel that and move along with the wave, thereby exponentially increasing your power, but at the same time becoming one with that wave. And Beautiful. you know, a while back, I was you know, part of this Tai Chi class, and I love when the teacher says, to do Qigong properly or Tai Chi properly, imagine that you're at the the bed of the ocean and you're effortlessly being moved 
and you know guided by the currents at the bottom of the ocean which i found was a wonderful imagery to practice your qigong beautiful beautiful yeah absolutely i i completely uh, agree with that it, it that that's also the beauty of qigong it's in a way it's very simple movements yeah. but the more you do it the more you recognize ah it's actually really profound uh, yeah. you 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 just <laughs> gently move open you feel first ah i'm opening up a bit my chest now i'm opening my, ah that's nice i keep doing yeah. it but then after some months or weeks, you recognize, hey, there's a lot more happening than just yeah. moving physical body. And that's a very beautiful thing. And um, yeah, I, I think to come back about what you said about uh, yoga in a way um, that you said, like we live in a society where it's a lot about uh, hurrying and stress and friction and, and tension. In a way, we bring this state of mind also sometimes in our yoga practice. So what mm. you see is that you get, uh, it has its own benefits, don't get me wrong, but yeah. uh, very powerful hot yoga jumping and taking your ego into it. Yeah. Like, look how beautiful <laughs> I am. And, and uh, uh, very much with force stretching and frowning your face, mm. like, oh, <laughs> make your breath short. <laughs> uh, whilst it is exactly actually kind of the, the opposite. It's, it's right. uh, uh, taking the ego out of, out of this, not forcing anything. Just mm. making some space in a kind, nice way so that you can dissolve ego. You can make the mind calm, make the mind uh, soft and, and open up a bit more the heart and emotion. Mm. That's amazing. That's amazing. I think this philosophy is so important. Like I said, not just the practice, but the philosophy that these practices bring into a person's life is beautiful. And they can apply it not just in their home, but in their workplace and the society and in the communities. And I, I wish our presidents and prime ministers uh, you know, practice Qigong and yoga and how beautiful country that would be. But so these days, uh, Mikhail, you, you teach people, you've got a wonderful YouTube channel and you do retreats and stuff like that. And I'm pretty envious of the background that you have right there, <laughs> which, is, which is gorgeous. But at what point did you realize, hey, you know what? This is my calling. I'd like to do this for the rest of my life. Where was that sort of moment? When did that happen? Um, it, it, I, I always ha have had that actually. Yeah. Um, uh, somehow it, it's maybe also because I was raised. My my father was a uh, how do you call some a, a reverend? He, yeah. he, he spoke in the church. Uh, my mother would would also be a speaker about uh, Christianity and love and these kind of things. Mm -hmm. And some I I always felt like, but um, in a way, I, this is something that. Uh, uh, is in is in line with me. Maybe uh, I, I chose to be raised in in a family like that. Uh, mm -hmm. But to yeah, to be first finding out myself what is this life about? What is reality? What is what is God? What is uh, feeling connected with life and feeling God is part of you as 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 you are part of God? Um, and then sharing what you what you have found in a way. Uh, so there was, mm. I can't say there was really a point when I said, ah, I'm going to do this. Or, um, yeah. Interesting. Thanks a lot for sharing. And it seems like uh, your play, parents played uh, at least some part of a role in your wanting to to share wisdom and be of service to, to your community and people around you. Uh, and, and so at some point you did your yoga training in India, right? Or at least mm -hmm. part of it. So how did you learn yeah. about that place? Basically, I, I just went looking on uh, on the internet uh, to right. find a, a place. I, I was looking for, um, I was especially interested in, in how you could use yoga to heal the body. Okay. As I mentioned, I, I uh, 
um, I felt I could heal my own body through yoga and, and qigong practice and, and yeah. that worked for me and then i thought how can i learn more about this and uh, uh, put that knowledge into my life that i can share this and uh, for and help others to do, to do this and and then i, I found the wonderful ashram uh, paramananda yoga in indoor with a wonderful teacher uh, guruji dr omanan and he is a uh, a wonderful teacher that lived himself in the United States for some time, uh, okay. an Indian Indian doctor, uh, where he taught uh, philosophy and, and on university and these kind of things. Um, and then staying there in, in the ashram uh, and getting taught about uh, um, yoga therapy and, and yoga. And what the good thing was there that uh, it was not so much just about physical uh, teachings of how to do poses or why it's good to do certain breathing practices but it was very much about in the end it's it's all on a subtle level from the mind from mm. which uh, a lot of uh, diseases start and where you can work best to heal yourself on a deeper level uh, oh. as, as you are maybe familiar with that as well that a lot of experiences that we have in life um, in a way we are ourselves responsible for them that they happen or that you are not healing or that you keep having a stiff let's keep it very simple you have a stiff neck yeah. maybe you sit the whole day like this behind the computer and having tension about uh, worry about the, your work or maybe you you have a tension about um, uh, something that happened in the past or something you angry about so you can stretch every day your neck and stretch and stretch and it helps for an hour but every yeah. time the problem keeps coming back because on a mind level, you keep sending signals to your body to tense up. There's maybe this negative thought or this worry or this doubt or this fear, which causes on a more um, uh, gross level, on a muscle level, the, the, the problem, the issue. So it's right. good to stretch, but on a deeper level, where does the problem come from? From that negative um, energy flow or negative thought or negative uh, mindset that you yeah. that you have. So learn to work uh, on that, uh, and and like that you can go even deeper because why did you have that ex that experience? That goes even even deeper because on the soul level there's maybe some stuck energy, but learn yeah. to cleanse on a deep level so that you on a gross physical level you start to uh, open up and and free yourself from from. Uh, suffering also wonderful so don't get caught up on what you see go to the root cause of what might be sort of creating that issue in the first place whether it's something that you experienced in your childhood which is creating those you know um, rampant thoughts that is making you tense in a certain part of your body uh, which i think is a good uh, takeaway for a lot of people uh, that always go to the root cause and heal that because that'll influence uh, you know everything else but uh, so, so was that your first time in India when you went to Indore? Oh, sorry, I, I moved away a little bit from from the sub subject, but uh, that was my uh, first time in India. First, Before that, okay. I was a long time in Asia or in different parts, uh, Sri Lanka yeah. and then Indonesia. Um, but uh, first time in India, traveling around, and um, I was actually no, <laughs> it was my second time. Okay. The first time I was in uh, traveling around us, but more in Dharamsala in, in the north, in okay. Himalaya. North, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I did also like a teacher training there with um, a, a nice good teacher, but uh, not as inspiring as the other one uh, in India. Oh. So, and I went back again after that to India to do uh, another teaching uh, in another place. 
which was nice, but very much a, a Western way of looking at um, just physical stretch, not even really teaching meditation, uh, right. not even really teaching pranayama. So what stuck to me most was that one in, in indoor uh, Paramana yoga, where, where I felt on a deeper level experiencing the depth of, of energy, the depth of, of consciousness, the depth of all these things through very beautiful practices. Oh, but India wonderful. is definitely um, <laughs> a, a very, very beautiful place to to go and learn these things mm. because you have to say goodbye. I come from a Western European country. Goodbye to all my values. I have to say goodbye <laughs> to everything that I think is normal. Everything. Yeah. Uh, and then like you come naked into a completely different culture and then you're much more open to receive new teachings and new ways of thinking and new ways of, of looking at, at life because you see mm. life can be lived in such a different way and it's, it still functions in a beautiful way. It's very true. And I think in addition to talking about stories, we're talking a lot about philosophy also today. The importance of sort of uh, taking away all your preconceived notions before embarking on the path of uh, maybe mastery or even healing. Uh, for those of you who are watching or maybe listening, I'm sure a lot of our listeners know that I'm originally from Mumbai, India, but I'm based right now in Vancouver, Canada. And one thing I want to do really is to be able to go to places like Rishikesh. Or maybe I also wanted to go to Nepal back in the day and uh, spend a lot of time um, learning yoga, learning uh, some Ayurveda, you know, studying Vedanta, and really rediscovering my own roots. Because you know, just because you live in India, it doesn't mean that you're well acquainted uh, with the, 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 the elders. Uh, you know, because India over the years has become so focused on the West or on uh, you know, modernization, so to speak, that a lot of times it's easy to forget how rich your own culture and your own heritage is. And I know for a fact that a lot of uh, the youth in India is now rediscovering the rich heritage of yoga, Vedanta, Ayurveda, and is helping spread the word around the world also. So beautiful, it's great. We're living in a good time. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And now that's the beautiful thing with, with internet. Uh, yeah. There's a lot to say about it, but it, it, it shares such beautiful ancient knowledge and and yeah, yeah. The, the Indian culture has thousands of years of, of looking at how does the mind work and looking at how right. does uh, reality work. It's so much beautiful knowledge that is now suddenly accessible for the whole uh, world. Um, and in a way, what you see now happening at first, it's on a superficial level. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, yoga is good for getting strong and fit. And good. But then people start to realize, ah, it brings a lot more actually. And then you get the deeper levels of this knowledge about yeah. pranayama, about meditation, about, uh, I think there's a beautiful transformation happening, a wave of, of, of uh, very interesting uh, transformation and knowledge coming from uh, India. And, and uh, uh, yeah, it's very beautiful. Great. So uh, what are your thoughts on self-discipline and what exactly is your understanding of it and what role does it play in our awakening? Because I understand there's a spectrum, right? Like there's a level of self-discipline that you need to have, especially if you're embarking on the path of yoga or Qigong. So what are your thoughts on that? Uh, it's definitely very important. Uh, there has to be a kind of fine balance, though, between uh, learning to observe okay. and, and learning to uh, discipline. So what I mean by that is if you are just constantly uh, trying to control yourself, your emotions, yeah. your behavior, just controlling and not also observing and, and watching like, hey, 
why am I feeling actually that I want to do this or that? Let's say a very simple example. Um, you really like uh, to eat uh, a lot of chocolate. Okay. okay. So you think, ah, no, I should not eat chocolate. I should not eat chocolate. I, I, but you keep actually wanting it. Uh, but then at maybe one point you, 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 you break and you do it and you eat a lot and you eat a lot and after you feel, ah, oh, shit, I did it again. I don't feel good. <laughs> uh, why do I always do that? Okay, next time I'm never going to do it again. And again, that feeling comes up. So instead of um, resisting it, maybe observe. Like mm. as soon as you get the urge to eat chug, ah, I feel now a kind of maybe a little tension here, or I feel uh, this strong desire coming out of the, the root chakra around my, my sexual organs or these kind of things. I yeah. feel suddenly a movement of energy. Okay, let's just see what, what happens. Uh, I move with it. I'm eating now the chocolate. Okay, maybe you had enough after just two pieces. Or maybe if you start scrounging and you feel like, ah, I really don't feel good. How does it feel to not feel good? Ah, it's really not nice. Actually, <laughs> so yeah. you understand what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you, I read this beautiful thing about how Osho uh, once explained about smoking cigarettes, that, that uh, kind of the same thing, that instead of feeling guilty as you are smoking the cigarette and, and then feeling you need to smoke again after 10 minutes, just make it a meditation. Very slowly roll the cigarette, make it your moment of of connection with the self like, yeah okay now i'm i'm taking it very slow very, and then after doing it maybe for some time you start to feel this is really stupid i'm taking <sighs> smoke in my lungs it doesn't feel healthy it doesn't feel nice but because you do it with consciousness and and you recognize like ah i feel it's not good for me I, it's not just that i think it's not good for me but mm. i feel and then Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, you, you, you can stop doing it. Otherwise, you keep resisting an urge, but not experiencing why it's actually not, not good for you. Right. You understand a bit what I'm saying? Yeah, I think it's really powerful. The spirit of self-inquiry and of being curious instead of just wanting to stop the habit because other people are telling you to do it, to really be present when that experience is happening, when you get that mm-hmm. trigger. And I've been reading some uh, books from a, to understand from a scientific standpoint how we can sort of stop the habit. 
And what I've learned is there are three factors usually whenever we're in a very compelling habit. One is the trigger, which reminds us of doing that. So that could be like opening the fridge and there's a piece of chocolate right there. The second thing could be the ease. So how easy it is for you to pick that chocolate. Uh, and the third is the reward. Obviously, with any bad habit or good habit, there is a reward. And so like you sort of suggested, instead of seeing the reward as this instant gratification of that dopamine hit that we feel, maybe if we associate it with the bloated feeling or that you know bad feeling that we have when we mm. want to do something, but we don't do it, that could help change the habit. But like you've mentioned, what I love is even if you, know, you, you can't help but do the habit, just mindfully feeling every step of the way and then realizing that maybe that's not really good for you. So definitely, I love definitely. what you brought into this. <laughs> and I think, uh, of course, it's good to have some self-discipline, but yeah. like you say, if you can't help yourself doing it, also not beating yourself up after, like one part of your mind says first, ah, it's okay. You can yeah. eat the chocolate. You deserve it. You feel right. so bad. You have to, and then you've eaten it. And then that same mind is suddenly telling you, you're so stupid. You should eat it. <laughs> and this is friction. This is duality in, in the mind. Yeah. So doing it with kindness, like, ah, okay. I, I've eaten it. Watching, observing. This is like transcending the mind, right? That you start to observe the chit-chattering of the mind at one part of your mind is, is guilty about what you just did, but it just yeah. said you should do it. And learning to see that game of duality, uh, how that unfolds itself within you. Yeah. And then you can start to recognize like, hey, I'm actually more, I'm, I'm higher than my mind. I, there's a pure observing consciousness within. And another important thing I think for this is um, to, to, stay, to stay kind to yourself, <laughs> to stay yeah. patient with yourself and to uh, learn to to observe because if you feel guilty and bad about yourself, you're much more tend to pick up again more cigarettes or booze yeah. or, or 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 watch porn or whatever it is that you're addicted to. If right. you feel inner peace, if you feel okayness, if you feel acceptance, uh, and if you keep on developing this wonderful quality of, of acceptance and, and inner peace, you start to feel fulfillment. And mm. when there's fulfillment within and recognizing that that you are already complete within. You don't have to fill it up with this action or that action or perform that to feel completeness. No, you are already complete and it's, it's all good. Right. That's such an important thing to say because I think that duality is a trap that we can easily fall into. Um, a lot of people that I speak with in our own Facebook group, I do these dream calls these days where I'm just doing a call for nothing in return. I'm just doing this to support our members. And I notice a lot of people hate their bodies. A lot of people hit themselves for, for you know, deciding to do something and not doing it. Waking up at five o'clock and not doing it. Deciding not to have chocolate, but, you know, having like binge eating a lot. And so you develop this sense of hate about yourself, which is not a very good thing to be in. So I think it's so important, like you mentioned, to be kind to yourself and realize that this is a journey. And in a journey, there's going to be twists and turns. There's going to be blocks. There's going to be obstacles. But fall in love with the process. And most importantly, fall in love with yourself because you could have ignored this path in the first place, but yet you're here, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, very, very true. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and that, that's, the, that, that's the important thing. When you recognize and start to develop the ability of, of complete acceptance and, mm. and, and real, true love, uh, not like, ah, I love myself, I deserve that, that bar of chocolate or whatever. No, in, yeah. in a way, loving uh, your, yourself also that you start to feel, you know what, 
I, I want to take care of my body. I want the best mm. for myself. And I recognize that um, short fulfillment of, uh, of little actions that are maybe not so good for me. Um, on the long term, right. uh, I want to take care on a deeper level of, of myself because I, I, I love my, this, this body, myself, this creation of, of life that I am. Mm. Interesting. Now, you live in a place called Sagres, right? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. 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 So how did you find out about this place? Like, how did you end up living here? Have you been living here for a long time? Because it's obviously beautiful. And, um, it, you know, it's a place that I'm sure helps you be one with nature and uh, align with, uh, you know, your version of your best life. So, so how did you end up living here? Um, I was living for some time in, in, a, uh, uh, in, a, in a van. And okay. I was just driving around and, and I like surfing a lot. Uh, okay. I used to do that. A lot, um, and then I was driving along the coast of Portugal, and then yeah. uh, going down to Morocco, and then um, I really en enjoyed this place here. Um, and then I went to live for some time in in, uh, in uh, Indonesia, in, in Sri Lanka, and then I recognized like, hey, I actually really liked that place. And then I came back and and I started to to live here because, uh, yeah, as you can see behind me. The, the, it's pretty much a uh, peninsula in the middle of, of, yeah. of the ocean. And uh, it's very easy to, to live a healthy, calm, peaceful life and, and to, uh, to, yeah, to teach from here. It's, it's also very possible. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, I'm sure it's, it's wonderful to be able to conduct the retreats and teach people uh, uh, you know, out on the beach uh, in Portugal. Uh, and I've heard that the lifestyle like in general is very healthy as well. Like people take... Uh, focus a lot on having like the Mediterranean diet, so to speak, a lot of veggies, a balanced diet, and things like that. Well, I I, I wish I wish I could say that, but no. uh, what you see here, uh, yeah, the, the food is is not it's pure, it's yeah. pure, but it's it's a lot about uh, um, yeah, a lot of meat, a lot of fat, a lot oh, okay. of uh, <laughs> fresh fish here. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, but people in general uh, live quite healthy but you also have a lot of uh, obesity here for, with older people so I think um, yeah I, I hope uh, that slowly people will start to get inspired also to take care a bit better of uh, their diet yeah. uh, but uh, uh, I can't say it's super <laughs> super healthy uh, living what a lot of people do here but the food is pure and a lot of people that's a really good thing you have a lot of people that really grow their own vegetables in their garden oh, and nice. and everything is is nice and fresh uh, that is that is very good for sure great i'm also very fortunate to live in a place like uh, british columbia here in canada you've got an abundance of natural forests and and beaches and mountains and i honestly feel i'm not enjoying as much as i should of it <laughs> so one thing I look forward to is uh, maybe hosting some workshops or maybe some retreats out in a place like Squamish where we're around nature, around the trees, and everyone's really connected and grounded and aligned with, with joy and happiness. So Beautiful. In a way, what, what do you find if you go in, in, in nature there in the forest? What do you, what do you find? Um, I just, firstly, on a very physiological level, when I put my feet on the ground, I just feel a sense of... Uh, letting go of whatever stress or anxiety that I might be holding. But in general, I just feel very, very healed when I come back, you know, from that 
day forest or maybe in the park, I feel like a better person. And beyond words, I just want to spend more time you know, out there. And the thing about Vancouver is that it has a long rainy season. So there's, there's, there's you know, there's, it's, it rains a lot, but it has a beautiful sunshine, like a beautiful summer also. And, and most of the people are really waiting for the summer, which is, which is right now. So the weather is perfect. Birds are chirping. Everyone's in a good and happy mood. And uh, it's it's just a nice, you know, spirit to be in, so to speak. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Very beautiful. So so for someone who wants to become a teacher, a yoga teacher, and be able to share asana, pranayama, what is your advice to them? Any advice at all? Yeah. Um, but first of all, in life, you can only give what you what you have. You can only share what you have, right? So what I see happening a lot, now is um, people want to start teaching already when they have not really understood the practice uh, very well themselves and they try to share what they actually don't understand yet <laughs> themselves uh, so first of all uh, experience uh, do a lot of your experience experiment with different uh, types and feel ah this actually works for me not because Somebody tells me, ah, you feel like this. And, and if you do this breathing exercise, then you feel the energy up here. No, feel it. Are you really feeling different flows of energy in the body? Are you really experiencing what is consciousness? Are you, a lot of people nowadays are teaching meditation when they have never really been in a deep state of meditation themselves, mm. it almost seems. So are you really, truly experiencing what you are teaching? So therefore, do it a lot. A lot, a lot. It's not just a course that you do in in a month, or I even see now you can do online teacher training course and become a, a yoga teacher in in a couple of hours behind the computer. Uh, go travel maybe around or, or or practice a lot. Make it a routine in your life that you feel the wonderful results of this practice. That you feel the profound changes and 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 transformation it can bring in your life and feeling right. the deeper layers of you as a human being that you're not just flesh and bones that you're not just electric flow of energy in the, the body but you're much deeper than that also so do it a lot a lot a lot and get experience and then you can share what you truly have and that's what you want to teach got it and i'm sure this resonates with a lot of our listeners as well by experiencing it yourself and immersing yourself in these wonderful practices and modalities, those experiences that you have will be like an anchor point for you to be able to say, wow, this really shifted my life. And I would love to share this with people because if I don't, then that'll be a waste. <laughs> so yeah, experience exactly, it. Exactly. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And and then you don't have to think about no. what right. you should teach because you 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 have experienced it. You just speak from, from experience. Uh, uh, so you don't have to think about why this and that is 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 good or what happens in your energy system. No, you've experienced it, you felt it. Of course, it's good to know the theory also, but right. that makes you a confident, uh, good teacher. Uh, and people will feel that if it's genuine experience that somebody has or he's just been reading it in, in a book or uh, seeing it. So get, get to do it a lot, experience uh, a lot, uh, the profounder reality of, of your being and then you can share that with the world because in the end this is i think our our essence as as human beings um that we are all in a way connected of course and we want to be some meaningful to mm. the other person uh in a way we are like like a, a tribe uh, yeah. on a deeper level of, of sharing the same 
consciousness, deeper spirit. Uh, and you, you will feel in line when you start to serve others and help others and, and help others become healthy and understand their own mind. But like mm-hmm. uh, we started this conversation, you have to first shine before you can shine light and serve others. Uh, so help also yourself to, to uh, purify yourself as a soul and then start shining light. Mm-hmm. And so I think we touched upon this a bit, but uh, if you could give us an overview a bit about pranayama and how our breath can really influence how we feel and even our life. Mm-hmm. Well, um, you notice it very easily already when you just take a couple of slow deep breaths if you're feeling stressed or something. First of all, when you're feeling stressed, your breathing is short and it's, it's, it's high up. But if yeah. you just take a couple of deep breaths, already after two minutes of doing that, you will start to actually feel a little bit more, more ground. Um, so that's just a little start because you can do this uh, breathing technique for 10 minutes and you feel really grounded. Yeah. You can do 30 <laughs> minutes of pranayama, not just deep breathing, but also super slow and calm breathing. And then you feel really, really grounded and connected, right? So mm-hmm. on a physical level, it, it helps to uh, bring the balance of carbon dioxide and oxygen in your bloodstream good. And that's, that's very important for living healthy. It helps you to, um, to detoxify. It helps you to, uh, especially around the heart center, we can hold a lot of tension in that area. It helps to unblock that. So that all, for that, it, it's very powerful. It really helps. But it also helps you to understand on a, on a deeper level that you can start to calm the mind so much you can start mm. to tame the mind, start to slow it down, that your mind will become really still and you start to see beyond the mind or you can start to, to experience that, that spaciousness, that stillness of pure being, of, of consciousness. Mm. So in, in that way, uh, in pranayama, in, in breathing practice, there's many different types of breathing practice. Uh, in a way, some are really good on a physical level to open up, to unblock. And the other ones are really good to start to bring your, your mind in a meditative uh, state. Uh, so it's, it's great. I would advise everybody, it will transform your life in a beautiful way if you can take time every day, even if it's just 10, 15 minutes uh, to start this journey on, on breathing. Wonderful. And, and speaking about going beyond your mind, like you've sort of suggested, um, in doing so, you're also able to influence or open your third eye, right? Or the pineal gland. So from your experience, what happens when you open your pineal gland or your third eye? And more importantly, how do you know that you have yeah. in fact opened your third eye? Yeah, well, I, I can say a lot of theory <laughs> about <laughs> this and and uh, uh, this will be become mind. And I can say, uh, uh, hey, you, you start to, you start to see a lot of colors, you start to get clear violence and all these things. But sorry to not give a clear answer to this. The thing though is that people start to then search for that. Like, ah, I want to open my third eye center because then I'm gonna have uh, uh, more uh, seeing colors or the spacey experiences. Mm. The important thing is, I think, not to look for all these experiences, not to try to open your third eye or something. I have some breathing practices for that to, to help do that. But the most important thing is to um, start to get complete inner stillness and go beyond physical body, beyond opening your physical third eye or beyond opening up uh, the mind or, or going beyond uh, the creations of your mind and recognizing like, hey, with this very meditative, calm state of breathing, 
I'm not trying anymore to do something. Mm. I'm not looking for uh, trippy experiences because just being purely alive is already the greatest experience you will ever have if you can do it with full consciousness. Um, you understand a little bit what I mean? Sorry if it's a bit of a vague answer. But the, the thing is, to um, if you start to create through inner stillness, then you recognize that all of this, this the, the, the mind, the thinking and the chattering and, and, and the seeing colors and the, the imaginations and the physical body is just a game of creation, uh, a game of, of illusion, if you know what I mean. And that's why it's so important to go into the deep meditative state, which is beyond all this. Just to give you an, uh, an example, a lot of times people try to find um, these experiences in drugs, for instance. And the mind, you take the drug, the mind creates all these creations and colors and, and, and all these things. Right. It can help in a way people clear their, their uh, energy pathways, maybe, or clear emotions that are stuck. I'm not right. saying anything. However, this is all games of, of on a mind level. For instance, they, hey, you, you've probably heard of this uh, before, that they've given, for instance, uh, true meditators or, or enlightened people uh, drugs, and they saw yeah. what would happen if they would take it. Nothing happened. Oh. Maybe something happened, but yeah. uh, they, they would give LSD, and, and these people were not moved at all. Nothing happens. Why is that? Because on a way, these people have transcended mind. So maybe there the, the, there was all these visual things, but not taking it seriously. Like, yeah, there is this uh, trippy experience and these creations of my mind, but right. consciousness is something higher than that, if you know what I mean. So maybe having mm. these physical sensations, but yeah, I'm not taking it seriously because I'm much higher than that. It's a little bit like recognizing that you are the spectator watching the screen uh, on which all these um, creations of the mind can happen, but yeah. you don't identify with it. Whereas mm -hmm. if you're completely identified with the mind, you, you travel off to other dimensions and all that, but it's, it's a game of the mind. So oh. you understand a bit what I'm, what I'm saying? Oh yeah, I think that's a very profound and almost Vedantic uh, you know, perspective where you're, you're transcending, you're going beyond even the spiritual experiences and you're yeah. trying to discover your true essence like in the most purest form. So I think that's, I think that's really, really useful. A quick check-in. I know you're on battery. So how, how good are we? All good. All good. I've got it on a, on an extra battery. Awesome. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Just to give you a, a little bit more uh, deeper explanation about it. As okay. we see in the yoga practice, yeah. uh, we have different layers of being. We have a yeah. physical body. Yeah, it is here. Then there's yeah. uh, also uh, energy flowing through the body, yeah, we have electric signals flowing through the nervous system, but on a more subtle level, prana. Mm -hmm. We have our uh, mind. We have our intellect. That's even more subtle because you cannot measure or touch mind, but it's 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 there. And then on a deeper level, there is the this pure being, your your yeah. your pure consciousness. So if you are really recognizing and identified with your pure consciousness, then these outer layers um, they can they can be all tripped up by certain drugs or breeding experience. But yeah. that essence, that is not touched by that, that essence of pure being. So mm. uh, in a way, and that's what I'm trying to really teach in, in, in this course that I'm trying to teach, get connected, get identified with that source of yourself or that higher self, which is much deeper or, or beyond these layers of mind, body, energy, and 
all these things because that will pass that will go but the essence stays thanks a lot for sharing uh, and i'm sure people who are listening to this episode right now are able to comprehend in some way because i know what you're sharing is very deep but they're able to understand through your energy and through your your intentions uh they're able to grasp what you're sharing which is to transcend and go beyond rather than you know get hooked onto the illusion the maya so to speak <laughs> yeah So talk to us about your approach to dealing with challenges and obstacles that come up in life. Uh how do you how do you look at them? How do you sort of work through them? Maybe mm-hmm. from the yogic standpoint or mm-hmm. the Taoist standpoint. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the the good thing is that uh the important thing to understand is that everything that happens in your life is something that you need to experience. Seeing it okay. in that way. So recognizing that if something Uh, uh not so nice maybe happens that it's just an experience you you need to have or it's it's there because it's there so seeing it in such way okay this is something i'm experiencing now not in a way like resisting or feeling like uh, uh i'm feeling so sorry for myself that i experienced it or i it, life is so unfair or i should no you're ex- it's there because it's there you're mm. and so that you start to flow with the experience okay it's there and talking about learning to transcend a little bit like sometimes you feel sad sometimes yeah. you feel angry some but learning not to to be in that anger or be in that sadness but like i said before you learn to observe like ah there is a bit of anger now or, ah there's frustration or yeah. ah there is sadness but you are up here you're not yeah. down here yeah. a lot of people it's it's the opposite they are under here and life <laughs> brings them a sad feeling oh, i feel so sad why they're drowning in that river instead of floating above it or sitting on the side so mm. going through every experience that you have as an experience you need to have in your life wow. to to call it to grow or to 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 evolve your consciousness it, it, it's just there because it's 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 life happening so yeah. flow with it flow with everything flow with the 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 bad experiences flow with the good experiences so that you start to ride on that wave of of life as it flows mm. so there you go everyone flow on the way of life as we are seeing some waves behind mikael uh, in the beautiful ocean but use that perspective use that mindset to sort of question and rationalize you're having those difficult emotional challenges am i emotional or are these emotions that i'm experiencing no i'm not emotions I might be something else. Am I these thoughts? No, I'm not these thoughts. So sort of detaching yourself step by step will, like you've alluded to, allow you to be that observer and uh, not just be on that quest of discovering your true essence, but also in a way feeling better because you are not your emotions and you know that after some point they will subside. Uh, you know, you, you're not always going to be angry or or sad or worried or frustrated. It's a phase and just like a cycle going to go up and it's going to come down as well. So definitely it's a lot. And and it's it's a great skill to that that's what you're kind of learning also in a way of meditation it's like creating uh-huh. practice for daily life that you're yeah. able to observe these things. You're sitting and and doing meditation and you recognize like ah sometimes uh a sad feeling comes up and instead of oh I'm so sad I need to do something about it go to the <laughs> the fridge grab chocolate or call my mom or the, no just sit ah i feeling sadness ah that feeling goes away maybe after some time maybe it sticks that's all right, right as well but learn to observe so that in daily life eventually you become so good at it that you become able to be sad with a smile 
Like, ah, there mm. is that status. Or be angry with a smile. Like, ah, I'm a human being. I have anger uh, running through my system. That's okay. You understand? So, so you're starting to recognize like, hey, I'm actually something more than this fluctuating emotions and this body that, that is constantly uh, changing, uh, than the situations that are constantly changing. I am this pure observer within. And I think that's a beautiful sort of thought to end our session with, Action Tribe. If you love the session, then know that our main podcast is in its audio form, available on all podcasting platforms, whether it's Apple or Spotify, Stitcher, Google, just search for My 7 Chakras and you'll see our top over 360 episodes that we've done in the past. And I hope you've enjoyed our session so far and now you have a different perspective on life. Uh, one of the reasons why I do this podcast is to show you and to demonstrate how special you are. You are a being of light and you are truly infinite. Wow, that rhymed. <laughs> but because of the stressors of day-to-day -day life and the uncertainties that we sometimes have to go through, you begin to feel anxious, you begin to feel uh, worried, and you forget about your own greatness. And you begin to feel like there's nothing special about you. But the truth is that you, my friend, are just one deep breath away from feeling better again. Like Mikhail shared, that the breathing that you do will, able to, will be able to change your state. And as Antoinette Foy once put, breathe deeply until sweet air extinguishes the burn of fear in your lungs and every breath is a beautiful refusal to become any less than infinite. And with that being said, we've come to the last round for today, which is the wisdom round, which contains four questions so that our listeners can take note and take action. And before that, I'd like to share that if you're interested in embarking on a breathwork journey that blends ancient yogic breathing with brainwave entrainment music and guided imagery, then you might like the 21-Day Awakening Protocol program, which is part of the Soma Breath that I recently experienced and went through. And because I've received a lot of questions from people in our community about what modalities should I go for? You know, what path would you suggest? I recorded a 14-minute video about my experience with that particular practice. Uh, I did experience some mystical states during these guided meditations, including seeing a purple ball of light in my third eye which I talk about in the video, but I can't be sure that you'll experience the same. Now, this is a free video, but after watching it, you'll be able to make an informed decision about whether this 21-day breathwork journey is for you or not. So if you're interested, go to my7chakras.com forward slash Soma. That's my seven is a word, my7chakras.com forward slash Soma. All right, so we begin with the wisdom round. Um, uh, uh, Mikhail, what is the best piece of advice that you have ever received? Um, get to, to stay kind, to stay yeah. kind. Yes, definitely. And it's not just to other people or something, but to, to stay kind to yourself also. It's very important, uh, uh, definitely. And if you could turn back time and spend one hour with someone who's living or maybe someone who is dead, who would it be? Um, I would spend uh, one hour with Gautama uh, Buddha, I think. Oh, great. And what is that one thing you do in the morning or maybe in the evening before you're going to sleep that you feel has improved the quality of your life? Um, I, I, I pray uh, a bit uh, every day and uh, that, that has improved definitely the quality of my life. And, and listening to uh, brain and training music uh, that I also create myself uh, um, you can find it on my website also that really helps to to kind of set your brain ready and harmonize it before going on the journey of sleeping 
and that that's very helpful as well and if you could recommend one book for our listeners today what would that be one book um that's that's a good one uh, the book of life <laughs> start to start to uh, learn to to read every experience that you have as something to learn something from and then uh, yeah you you won't you won't need a book to to tell you, you will read life will tell you stories that you that you won't find in any book in every moment so uh, I, I think that's that's a good uh, way of, of living life absolutely so uh Digo action tribe learn from the experiences that you are living and the people that you meet learn from every interaction that you have the book of life like michael mentions and in case uh you want to listen to an audiobook know that audible.com is offering all our listeners one free audiobook download with a free 30 day trial so in case you're going for a jog going for a walk maybe you're waiting for somebody and you want to learn something new or maybe read a book then you can listen to a book instead of reading a book uh, the link you need is my7chakras.com/freebook my7chakras.com/freebook you don't pay anything just download your audiobook uh, so uh, uh Mikhail thank you so much for coming on our show uh, spending your time even though i know your kids are at home and uh, <laughs> uh and 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 giving us this wisdom before you go tell us one thing that you're grateful for and how can all of us find you online and learn about your courses your retreats as well as your youtube channel um what what i'm very grateful for is is uh yet to 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 be able to to have received all this wonderful knowledge and, and to share it to do something mm. meaningful in 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 my life uh, to share uh share this wonderful knowledge and i'm very grateful for that um and uh yeah it's great if if people want to embark on on a journey in, in getting to know a little bit more about your true self and, and learning more about uh, these meditations and breath work you can look at um, yogalab.com l-a-p yoga lab uh life awareness project and yeah well, you will find a lot of different types of courses it's my strong belief that richness is in how much you can share so um i'm i'm, I'm sharing all these techniques uh, they're complete full courses for just uh um, ten dollars uh, and if people cannot afford it send me a message you can get them for free um i hope that that you can create beautiful transformation in your life and start to shine and if everybody will start to shine this world will be a very beautiful bright place so uh hopefully you can you can embark on this beautiful journey as well yeah for sure uh, i myself have taken his uh, uh pranayama course and i can say for a fact that it's beautiful i really enjoy the way that you teach the nuances that you share and the care that you have for somebody who's you know viewing your video it shows it reflects really wonderfully well uh, also make sure you check out his youtube channel which is yoga lab and you'll see like so many you know videos whether it's qigong or meditation or yoga or all these beautiful practices uh, you'll find mikhail you know uh, demonstrating these videos uh, on there so make sure you check and subscribe to his youtube channel as well and we'll have the links up in the show notes just in case you'd like and uh, if you're on instagram then take a screenshot of your phone uh, you know listening to this episode or maybe watching the stream and tag me so that i can share your story with our community my handle is at my seven chakras at seven is a word my seven chakras uh, michael what is your handle on instagram uh, my name michael biker yeah michael all, biker all together yes so make sure you tag michael as well and we'll both share your story your screenshot with our community so michael thank you so much for coming on our show 
uh, being vulnerable and talking about your story, your challenges, your learnings, your wisdom, and taking us one step closer to a human revolution. Thank you for listening to My 7 Chakras at My7Chakras.com. That is My S-E-V-E-N Chakras.com. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.